It's time to open our eyes. Learn what you can do by visiting dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help you help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Home of the Lounge with Keaton Nichols. This is Word Radio, 96.1 FM WURD and 900 AM WURD, Philadelphia, black talk media. The views and opinions expressed by the guests, listeners, and hosts of any program on Word Radio do not necessarily reflect those of ownership, management, or advertisers of this station. WURD. Oh man, it's a cold Saturday afternoon. It's fine. I think winter is just around the corner. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, man, on Thursday, Thanksgiving, when Denise and I were supposed to go down to the parade, but it was so, what, it was 17 degrees out? I was like, man, we going to stay in the house for that day. Well, this is the Chris Murray Report on WURD. Boy, this is a huge sports weekend. We got, this is rivalry week in college football. Um, one of our great HBCUs is playing in the uh, Division II uh, playoff today. Bowie State out of Bowie, Maryland, and and a place where I teach. I had to give them a plug. They are playing Valdosta State down in Georgia today, and they're in the second round of the Division II playoffs. And, and and as a fan of an HBCU, we always, you know, whether you went to Morgan Howard or or uh, Lincoln or Cheney and all those other places, you know, we always root for our HBCUs when they're in the playoffs because I still think that, you know, our, our HBCUs are good enough to be, you know, are good enough to win against the best competition. And I'm, then again, I'm kind of biased. So from that standpoint, we'll be talking, I'll talk a little bit about that. By the way, Bowie State has a quarterback. If you if your favorite NFL team is in a market for a quarterback, six foot four, Amir Hall, everybody, a lot of people are looking at him. You know, he plays at Division Two Bowie State. And, you know, he's a he's an outstanding prospect. And I think that a lot of teams who could who could use quarterbacks could use this guy. So, you know, he's through he's thrown what twenty-nine touchdown passes this season, ran for another seven. Can God can throw the lights completed because he's completed about what six over sixty-five percent of his passes. Great, you know, I, I think he'll do well at this level. If you can bring in Carson Wentz, you can bring in this guy as well. A couple of things this week. The Eagles have a big game tomorrow against the New York Giants. The Eagles, thanks to those Dallas Cowboys, are, in, are one game out of first place. Believe it or not, as badly as the Birds have played this year, they're still a game out of first place. And that's because the Cowboys beat the hated Washington Redskins, beat their, their hated rivals, the Washington Redskins, um, 31-23 in the game, which Dak Prescott threw a couple of touchdown, long touchdown passes in that game, scored one himself, and Ezekiel Elliott is back to running the ball. I think he gained 121 yards rushing and put $21 in the uh, Salvation Army plate during that, during that game. But the way this scenario is working itself out, the Eagles have every opportunity to to uh, basically get back in this uh, in this NFC East race. I mean, the playoffs, although they just suffered a devastating loss to the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. I mean, you know, on um, it was sun, Sunday afternoon. It was that game. That game was over by halftime, and the Eagles were on, end, were on a bad end of a 48-7 loss. Terrible game 
and for the Eagles anyway. And the Saints are on a roll. I think the Saints right now, as they're playing now, might be the best team in the NFC, although the people in Los Angeles have a lot to say about that. The Chicago Bears are, are an up-and-coming team. They have a great defense. They can, you know, you don't want to see them in the playoffs either. And the Vikings are still there. Eh, the Vikings... The Vikings are, are there somehow. They, they're dependent upon Kirk Cousins. But here's let's take a look at the scenario on the NFC East this weekend. The Giants believe, and at 12 o'clock, we're going to have my man Andrew Rosario from the New York Beacon Sports Editor. And the Giants have Giants believe that they're back in the race. They've won three games. They, they had a huge win. Well, I wouldn't call it a huge win, but they had a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-35. And, and Odell Beckham, and them have been saying that they're going to be the uh, the, the the big team. They're gonna make they're gonna make their move. If if somehow they beat the Eagles on Sunday, then I hate to say they might be in play. They're, they're, the odds are against them, but they they're in play. So from that standpoint, the NFC East is up, is up for grabs. Because here's how the scenarios look is turning out. One. Next week, the Cowboys are playing that hot New Orleans Saints team. And uh, yikes, I don't know. And the Saints are coming off a win over the uh, Atlanta Falcons this week. So now they're playing that game in Dallas. But the Saints have so many weapons. I don't know if, if uh, Dak Prescott and, and Ezekiel Elliott and them can keep up. But the Cowboys do have a good defense. But that Saints offense has been ripping everybody's defense to shreds this year. So if the Eagles can win... Tomorrow, they're, you know, they're, like I say again, they can win on Sunday. They're back in the race. I mean, that's that's where we are. And so from that standpoint, the Eagles are going to, go, Eagles have a golden opportunity. But here's the problem with the Eagles right now. They are banged up. They are really, really banged up today. Um, half their, most of their secondary is out. They're, they're, they're trotting in a couple of new guys that, that they just literally pulled off the streets. And so they're trying to get guys to, to play in that secondary. Um, you know, thankfully for them, Jason Kelsey is coming back. He was he was hurt, but he practiced this week. So the Eagles have their have their um, their work cut out for them. They're playing a Giants team that is starting to believe that they have a shot. Um, and uh, if you read their papers, basically the game plan for them is going to be attack the Eagles, you know, depleted secondary. The only person I think is left is Malcolm Jenkins. He's the last guy that's left in that secondary. And so we'll see what happens this Sunday. And so, again, and by the way, if you want to call, we got, uh, we want to call, talk about these things, for the, at least for this half hour. The numbers to call are 215-634-8065-1866-361-0900. And, uh, you know, I want to hear your spin. I want to hear all you Eagles fans. Are you all giving up on the season? Are you guys giving up? Is is this season over? And all that. And um, another thing I, I'm interested in is that um, I wonder how many. I, I at some point I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna address this. Um, not this week coming up, but um, probably maybe maybe after the because uh, like I think next next week. By the way, we will not be on the air next week um, because of uh, community of something that WRD a special program for WRD next week. So we won't be on this. So don't look for us next week. But I gotta say something today. Um, one of the things that uh, you know that I notice in this town, I've noticed in this town, there are a lot of Cowboys fans in this town, and um, and I want to ask uh, you know now I want to ask. Cowboys fans, do you all believe you're you're back in the race? Um, a lot of people, a lot of Cowboys fans have been criticizing Dak Prescott, and although Prescott has played well the last three games and has apparently built up a chemistry with Amari Cooper, who's really made a difference for that team. But and the test of that one will be when they play the Saints. But the Eagles, on the other hand, the Eagles lost to Dallas in a game I thought they should have won, but. Hey, but the thing is, they'll play. I think they play Dallas after. I think that's next week. I want to say that's next week down in Dallas. So we'll we'll see how that. So the Eagles have their work cut out for them. They'll they'll be going to be going up against. No, that's right. They won't be playing Dallas next week. They'll be playing the Red, the Washington Redskins next week. And so the Eagles have their their work cut out for them. They got division opponents in front of them. And so can they win? And so Cowboys fans are excited. The Redskins are, I guess, are I guess are excited. They they come here to play the uh, the Eagles on Monday Night Football 
we'll see. We'll see what happens in this scenario. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. Everybody, every team, the division is up for grabs. I don't think any of those teams are world beaters, to be honest. I don't think the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, or Redskins are world beaters. And um, they will probably get to the playoff. They'll more than likely be playing in the wild card round and more than likely might get knocked out of the playoffs early, depending upon, you know, what happens along the way. Or they might at least get to the first round, at least get to the divisional round. We'll see that couple of other things going on today. Um, we This is Rivalry Week in uh, Division One college football. You have... Um you have the uh, the biggest game of the day, probably the most most important game of the day, in my opinion, is uh, Michigan versus Ohio State, uh, Jim Harbaugh versus Urban Urban Meyer, and you know you all been hearing the story through you know through all the advertisements that you know oddly enough these two guys were born at the same hospital supposedly. I don't know if that's urban legend or if they, I mean Fox. At least that's what they've been saying on on, on the Fox uh, Sports uh, advertisements leading up to this game. The, the scenario is very simple. Whoever wins this game, they win the Big Ten East. They go on to play an, um, a Northwestern squad that's okay, that's had a very good year, and will hang their hats on winning the Big Ten West. But they are no man. Not one of those teams, um, neither one of those teams are going to have any problems with Northwestern. But it's a big game today. Michigan has lost about 12 of the last 13 games to Ohio State. And. Um, and if Jim Harbaugh can pull off the win, then maybe he said maybe people aren't breathing down his neck at least for another year. And the Ohio State Buckeyes, while talented and good, have basically played down to their competition. And so from that standpoint, it's going to be an interesting day today. And um, so, so that's college football. Also, your Philadelphia 76ers, good Lord, here come all the Brent Brown, uh, um, um, you know, um, detractors. Uh, last night, the Eagles kind of slogged their way. I mean, that's the, I mean, not the Eagles, but the Sixers slogged their way through a loss to the Cleveland, to a Cleveland Cavalier squad that probably had no business, um, had no business beating them, and um, you know it, it, it was a game that probably should have been a mismatch. But again, the Sixers are the Sixers still have that tendency of just not playing, you know, playing well at times. And Sixers, you know, they were ten and zero as the best home home record. Now that went down, so they lost at the center last night. And so from that standpoint, um, I know a lot of people, a lot of the Brett Brown detractors are going to come out and say, why the Sixers lose that game? The Sixers have a tendency to drive you crazy like that. Sometimes they win games they should win, lose, you know, lose. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, if they lose games, they should win and maybe win games they should pop, they should perhaps lose. But the Sixers, have, Sixers can kind of drive you nuts in that way. But I mean, and then again, you know, to me, it's only November. I know a lot of people don't, please don't pass. It's only November, and um, I remember a, a radio, a sports talk, uh, sh- sports talk show host in Washington D.C. Um, that used to that would never, you know, put post uh, first half uh, scores from NBA games in November because he felt like, hey, nobody's really playing it hard, but. Um, but I would say that they are. So the Sixers, we'll see what we're going we're gonna to have. My man Jacob Schwartz uh, is going to talk about at the bottom of the hour um, about the Sixers and where where they're going at this point. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is dealing with an ankle injury, so uh, we'll see how how the Sixers come. Sixers will be. I guess the Sixers will be all right. But the Sixers, you know, look, have been looking good with the. Uh, with the uh, with the trade, you know, of getting Jimmy Butler and everything last week, Butler hit a last second shot to win last Saturday and came up big again um, earlier this week. But so and so from that from that standpoint, I became a big in the game last week. So. You know, from that standpoint, the Sixers are rolling along. I mean, I wouldn't panic. Uh, Joel Embiid is playing well. He had 24 points last night. So, but like I say again, you know, to me, again, whatever you want to talk about, uh, the number to call is uh, 215-634-8065, if you're calling outside the Delaware Valley. We have on the line with us Joe from Germantown. Joe, what's going on, brother? 
Hey, bro, hey, brother Chris, and to your magnificent producer, brother Dave, how y'all doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm, you know, yes, yeah, like like I said, that's my man David Fritz, who's who's bringing the wheels of steel. And, and, oh. and I love about brother Dave and Aquila Bay and other uh, person. They, they 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 love they just like they love jazz. That's my music. I love the John Coltrane's, the Ella Fitzgeralds, the the Benny Gosens of the world. That's my passion. That's my music, man. I hear you. I, I hear you. It. I love it. I love it. Can't get enough of it. But anyway, uh, brother Chris. Before I talk about the football, let me see on the Sixers and stuff. You know, see, the reason why a lot of the Sixers fans was upset last night it was booing. They knew the Sixers were going to lose a home game, but they didn't expect them to lose to a to a Le, Le, LeBron James list, uh, a Kevin Love list, a J.R. Smith list, and um, and a Kyrie Irving list Cavaliers team. <laughs> That's what they was upset about. Yeah, I mean, they're zero and eight on the road, and right. and I, I I you know I don't get sometimes I don't get this team. Sometimes they, sometimes it's almost like they they play well at times, and then they just kind of like ah la la lollygag through the park. I mean, I need my man from Bull Durham that goes around saying you lollygagging, you know, get that speech. Because you can't take nobody. I think they took. I think they took. I think they saw the Cavaliers with all those players missing, and they thought it was going to be a cakewalk. But you can't like like you say in the NFL on any given Sunday, the worst can beat the best. You can't take nobody lightly because at the end of the day, they might they not be a good team, but like you say, brother Chris, they pros. And get paid. That's right. They they're paid. pros. And, they, and they're going to show some pride every now and then, so you can't take nobody lightly. But, you know, the funny thing, Chris, before I get my comments on the Eagles and the Cowboys, you know, Chris, I have, and I told this to a good friend of mine who, who listened to your show religiously. I talked to a lot of my friends at, at the former hospital, work at that in Jersey and stuff, and they love they the Philly teams over. They love the Sixers, the Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers, and all them, the Union, and all them. But the funny thing is, Chris, I talked to a lot of my friends at Cooper Hospital. I'm talking about white people, black, Latino, and these people, they love, they love the Sixers. But I can't find that one person, Chris, that thinks Brett Brown's a good coach. Now, it's weird because with Doug Peterson, it was it's, it's, it's kind of split because with Doug Peterson, even before the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year, yeah, I had a lot of my friends, white, black, and whatever, they say yeah, Peterson is a good coach. And some say he's a lousy. Some of them, even after they won the Super Bowl, some still say he's not a good coach. But but, but for some reason, when it comes to uh, Brett Brown, I remember not one person think he's a good coach. They all think he's a bad coach. So, I mean, it's, it's just weird how, they, how people perceive certain people and they perceive others. And stuff. Now, my thing on Brett Brown, I think the jury kind of still out on him myself. I think I so, too. Say, I don't necessarily think he's a great coach. I don't necessarily think he's a bad. I think the jury's still out on him. I like to see him with a healthy Jimmy Butler and, and maybe add a, another piece and, and have a full season. See, we'll see where he takes the Sixers then. But right now, I'm like you, Chris. I think the jury's still out. But you know what, Chris, on the Eagles-Giants game, I think the not again, not that they're hating on the Eagles, but I think, I, I think the Giants gonna win. The Eagles, Eagles may not win another game this year. I think they, I think they're in that downward spiral right now. I think they may not win another game this year. And I'm gonna wow. Make a and, and Chris, I'm gonna make a bold prediction right now on WRD on the Chris Murray Sports Report. The Saints rolling. The Cowboys are gonna, we gonna get the Saints their second loss next Thursday in Dallas. Okay. We gonna beat the Saints. We are. And, and, and maybe remember Joe Namath guaranteed the Super Bowl win in Super Bowl three. Brother Germantown Joe guaranteed we will. The Saints the Saints gonna lose another game. They are gonna lose to us. They gonna, they gonna take their second loss this Thursday in Arlington, Texas. We gonna beat the Saints. Will it be easy, Chris? No, but we gonna beat the Saints. I'm gonna say it again. The Cowboys will beat the Saints this Thursday. Now, do you care to wait? Now, do you care to wager a Wawa sandwich on that? I, I, I'm cool with that. I'll do that. I'm, I'm doing it for everybody. I'm, 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 I'm waging to Brother Chris a sandwich. Wow, like any any stuff that brother Chris uh, wants, uh, it's on me. And if I Cowboys lose, it's on me. I, 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 I bring it right down to the station. That's the type of guy. I'm. I bring it right down to the station for you. Okay, I appreciate that. Now, now, and now, and if I lose, I will. I will stop at Wawa, and and you can come on down the station. I'll I'll take it out to your house, or I can. Okay, all right, so, all right. So fair enough, Chris. But we gonna we gonna beat the Saints, man. Definitely beat the Saints, no question about it. <laughs> real, real quick question: What are your thoughts about Dak Prescott? I know a lot of Cowboys fans are hating on the guy. I love Dak, but see, my problem with Dak is like he suffered from the Donald Bay McNabb mentality. See, he be taking sacks he shouldn't take. Now you know, this kid from 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 Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, he's raw, and see, sometimes he get a little carried away back there with running around. He don't protect the ball sometimes. But what I love about Patrick Mahomes, he won't hesitate to run. He will run, run, run. Whereas Dak got that same kind of ability, but he sits back there and takes sacks against Washington Thursday, uh, Chris. Yeah, he did. He did. He did take some sacks. That he shouldn't have took. See. See, a lot of see, some of those sacks be covered. There was nobody real 
open, you got to have a clock in your head as a quarterback. If, if the guy's not open, don't hold him to the football, throw it away or run. And, and, and I've seen Dak had opportunities to run, and he'll sit there and take dumb sacks. And you can't do that. For example, right before halftime, we could have had a field goal. He took a sack and got knocked out of field goal range. You can't do that. Actually, on that sack, they had they had a chance to get a touchdown, and uh, hey. and the guy had you know guy the ball was ball was there, but you know he 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 got pressured. And one thing I, I see in Dak, Dak sometimes I think hesitates. So he hesitates on that ball just a little bit. He gives that he gives it to the defense that split second. And I don't know what the what what that what what that is or what that's all about. But sometimes that's what he does. I mean, just from watching watching Dallas play. I, I agree, but and, and Chris, I don't disagree with you at all. But my only thing, like it's so my thing with Dak, like and you're absolutely right what you're saying, Chris, on the hesitation. But it seems to me he got down of his mentality where he don't want to run too much because he don't want to be known as a, a black running court. I think Dak kind of got that mentality because he remember he played for a team like the Cowboys, right? Down in a racist, Republican, white state like Texas. So I think he wanted to try to com- be conform. And I'm saying myself, when you try to conform to the white man thing, you hurt your, your ability. And that's what the late, that's what Jerry Miner's like to get on Donovan about. He said, dude, you got the ability. Why are you afraid to run? Well, don't sit there and take sacks and you could run. No, nobody nobody has a problem with Steve Young. Steve Young was a white boy, but Steve Young had no problem running. Well, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, the same way he would run that football. Even Drew Brees a little bit here and there take a takeoff. Even Tom Brady, as slow as he is, Brady will take off a little bit here and there. You know, they can't run that fast, but he will take off. But the point I'm saying is you got the guy given ability, so why you scared to run the football. It don't matter, Chris, how you get the first downs. Whether you get it running, throwing, whatever. As long as you keep the chains moving. And I think that's my total criticism of Dak. He sits back there and takes sacks that he shouldn't take sometimes. And that drives me crazy. All my friends, the Cowboy fans, they, they, they blow my phone up. They said, Joe, what the hell is wrong with Dak? I said, man, I feel you on that. I don't know why he's taking these dumb sacks. We don't have to take them, man. He don't have to take them. Right. You know? so, well, respect for your time, bro. Thank you. Well, that's interesting. People, you know, we got, like I say, it's for you Philadelphia Eagles Cowboys, you Philadelphia Cowboys fans. But the thing is, is that I look at the quarterback play in the division, you know, I think that you know, look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I think, is playing well, um, but I, I said times, you know, he hasn't come back. I mean, Joe San Luquito, who has been a freaking guest on the show, has has often said that he doesn't, he's not a clutch quarterback yet. But you know, we'll see. And so, like I said, tomorrow is a big game for the Eagles. Eagles have to win this game tomorrow. They they got to. I mean, it's imperative. 215-634-8065. Love to hear if you went out. We got to go to break. When we come back um, at about Bob and the hour, we're going to talk to my man, uh, um, Jacob Schwartz, about the Sixers. And we're going to talk a little bit about, he's going to, when he gets here, into the, he's coming in the studio. When he gets here, he's going to talk about um, some of the local, local high school prospects who are looking to get scholarships and all that just to see. Because I'm trying to get back to that a little bit as well. So you're listening to 96.1 FM. Uh, 900 AM WURD Black Talk Media. The Chris Murray Report will be right back. Since 1904, Philly's top sandwich pros and homemakers have always started the exact same way with those legendary Amoroso's Rolls baked fresh daily. Word family, put your favorite Amoroso's Rolls on your shopping list to enjoy as you watch your Philadelphia Eagles take on the New York Giants this Sunday. Want to make your very best sandwiches? Always start with the very best sandwich rolls. Pick them up today at your favorite supermarket or food store. Amoroso's, why Philly sandwiches are world famous. Hi, this is John. Hi, this is Juanita, owners of JD's Auto Body and Painting. We're located at 6300 Wayne Avenue, right there at the intersection of Wayne and Washington Lane. We really like to thank all you word listeners for the support that you've given our business, and we really hope to see you in the future. JD, tell them about our products and services we have. We have a new state-of-the-art paint shop along with our body shop and detail shop. We can help you with the dents and scratches from the winter season. Come to JD's Auto Body and Painting. Come on out and check us out. We're still honoring that word 10% discount give us a call 215-848-5949 again 215-848-5949 thanks again for supporting our business we really appreciate you see See you at JD's Auto Body Body and Painting This is Kimette Johnson of Aetna Medicare Solutions. Did you know Part A and B of the original Medicare do not provide the comprehensive dental, vision, or hearing coverage that are keys to a better, healthier you? If you want to be a part of a better, healthier you, go to AetnaMedicare.com to learn more. 
Real ID is coming. Are you ready? Real ID is a federal requirement that affects how all states issue driver's licenses and ID cards. After October 1, 2020, you will need a Real ID or another TSA-approved form of ID to board all flights or enter federal facilities that require ID. Real IDs will be available in spring 2019, but you can pre-verify now. It's easy. Learn how at pen.gov slash real ID. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Christmas, I'm gonna buy my. I'm gonna get that soundtrack, the Superfly. I, I gotta get that dry. I gotta get that man. That's 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 bad. Curtis Mayfield, bad man, bad. Okay, now I, I gotta say some things. You now changing gears back from the NFC East and all the other stuff. The Philadelphia 76ers. Every time they lose a game, and I go on Facebook and I hear my friends talk about, oh, Brett Brown's a bad coach. I, I my my thing is is my thing is that the jury to me. I want to evaluate Brett Brown for the season or for at least let us get to the all-star break, right? Let's get to the all-star break or let us get to at some point where the, you know, where the Sixers are closing in on the playoff. I want to get to that point where that's when I can evaluate. It's hard for me to, I mean, November, November NBA regular season games, it's a long, it's, it's a marathon. To quote my good buddy, uh, uh, Ron Glover on the air, you know, it's a, it's a marathon. You know, we got, we got a long, we got a long way to go. So in the studio, in the studio with me is my man, uh, Jacob Schwartz and already you have a podcast that everyone should listening to. What's what, what is that podcast? Well, that's, uh, first of all, uh, uh, you forgot to say that I'm, I'm here on Word Radio, and Chris, it's a pleasure to be back here, and it's great to see you again as always. But so I have a podcast that's been developing for the last four years, known as Voice of Reason. Okay. Serves high school, college, and we even do a couple of uh, professional shoots. Myself and uh, my neighbor, co-owner Mike Young, work with. Uh, different athletes all across the country. We cover the Maxwell Club football show. We have uh, a, I do a golf outing that you know that I was uh, the last time I was here. Right. Uh, we had some great interviews with. Uh, we had Jumaine Jones ended up showing up. Adam Schefter, or not Adam Schefter, Adam Kaplan was there. We had Freddie Mitchell, Barrett Brooks of the Eagles. So. First of all, that was a great event, raised over, I think, close to half a million. I could be wrong, but that was a wonderful event. So mostly the high school and college uh, basketball world. I actually just, as we speak, I just came from a scrimmage. So we are less than almost two weeks before the season starts. Okay. Wow. So high school basketball season starts yes. in two weeks. Okay. December 7th is the first official date for PIAA. Now, uh, private schools are already beginning. I, I actually had a chance to right. see Westtown last week, mm-hmm. and they went 2-1. and one. Uh, Had the chance to see the Hill School. I saw some New York teams. Um, that was a very good event because, you know, we, we got a chance. Uh, Phelps was also there from Balvard, uh, mostly boarding schools. But it was a really good event. And uh, my friend Seth Berger, who's the head coach of Westtown, is a good host. He actually is the founder of Ad One, in case okay. anybody was wondering. Seth uh, Seth does very well. He's had some great players over the years. He had a, uh, Daniel Oshefu, who won a national championship with Novas, doing really well in Washington. The guy, Mohamed Baba, two years for him, now playing with the Magic. Had a great uh, one year in Texas. And uh, just really kids with really good uh, educational-type backgrounds. Okay. Now, we're going to get to some of the prospects out of this area in a moment. But sure. I gotta, But I got to ask you about the Sixers this year. The Sixers are doing, you know, Sixers are doing well. And uh, they play, you know, they play reasonably well. But every time they lose a game, I go on social media and I see, oh, my God, we got to fire Brett Brown. No, no, I, I wouldn't do that in, in any way. This this guy has 
really been kind of thrown to the lion's den. It just seems that, you know, for almost seven or eight years, close to nine years, he hasn't even had a team to field with. And you're forgetting that Brett is doing everything in his power. He comes from an incredible background when he was working out in San Antonio with Popovich, and he had the opportunity to be the defensive-minded while I believe – a guy, Mike Budenholzer, was the offensive guy. And Brett has really spread his wings and has been able to really assume power of his own team. And this year's team has been a very significant team. And I, I really believe that Jimmy Butler coming in uh, helps this this team out. Uh, they, I think, have only lost two games since he's been there. So this team is fine. They're moving in the right direction. I, I know they had a little bit of a setback with that loss last night against Cleveland, but they're, you know, they're going to move forward from this, and I, I don't, I don't think Brett Brown is on the hot seat anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think he. I, I still need a season. I still need to see. Well, that's what it's about. It, yeah, you play still, eighty-two games. Yeah, I want. I still want to see where they are at the end of the season. What games? How how they handle the stretch? Because there there have been some games I've watched this week. They're up. They're up big. Someone makes a run, and then they've managed to hang on more. More so than what they did at this time last year. Well, they're again. They have uh, their players are coming along. Uh, I mean, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are an unbelievable combo. I know there's still that uh, speculation with Markel, and nobody knows what's going to happen. Is he going to end up here, or is he going to go somewhere else? You know, is he? Uh, you know, and, and people are always saying to me, "Hey, is he faking the injury? Is he? You know, is it all in here in his mind, or is he really have that type of problem?" I, I don't. You know, I can't answer that. I, mean, I, I know Markel actually fairly well. I go back when he was playing at Demath, and he always was such a hard worker. It, it's a little surprising that he's that he would be pulling something like this. Yeah, I don't think he's... I, I really do think that there's something in this guy's sure. head, man. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's self-doubt. I don't know if it's... if it's. Um, I, I just don't know if it's just... If it's in that shoulder, because they're saying looking at his shoulder. I mean, looking at his shot at the collegiate level, he was fine. He was hitting shots, I mean... And he was playing for a great program at Washington. He's... You know, he was one of the best players in the country... Being number one draft pick, I don't think I could agree. I, I don't think I was going to be able to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I say, Don Hunt, I've got good buddy Don Hunt has been has been telling us all about. Yeah. They should have drafted well, Jason Tatum. They should have. Don been. is and Donald has been a friend of ours for right. a long time. Donald knows this business yes, and knows does. basketball very, very well. And, and I don't think he's wrong I, I watched that playoff last year and I just it was really the uh, I guess the birth of a superstar I thought Jason Tatum uh, was inserted at the right time after Gordon Hayward went down he has developed ever since and people are saying he was a national player in St. Louis he knew that when he went to Duke, he was going to spend one year there and then get drafted he has come a long way since and like I said Jason Tatum was probably the guy I would have drafted if, you know, when you look back now, when you turn back the clock. But I also think people don't realize, didn't realize what Markell was going to be like. They right. thought that maybe he would end up being that last band of superstar. They took a chance, and unfortunately, it, it hasn't been the way we were hoping it would be. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was I had, was talking to Jack and some Jack McCaffrey and some other people, and we were saying, is, is this guy just a guy? Is he just one of those guys? Because the thing is, I, I can't explain. I mean, the, the shooting woes he's had, and I don't know if it's does he need to see a hypnotist? Does he need I, I, to I can't, see? I can't. I don't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't even know that. An exorcist? I I don't know. I'm just saying that you know he. But at the same time, the Sixers are holding their own right now. The Celtics have been on a down. They like they're four and six in their last. I didn't know that. And they're they're at they're at right now, and like I said, it's very early. They're at the sixth spot, and the Warriors are at the four spot in the West. So people yeah. are still saying that it's not really about how you start; it's really about how you finish. And I really believe that yeah. both those teams, Boston and Golden State, and you know any of those other teams are gonna are gonna be fine. I still believe the Warriors, if they're as healthy as they are, no one beats that team. Yeah, no one beats no one beats the Warriors. But I look at the Sixers right now as as they're configured. I think they need one more. I do. I agree with that. They think they need one more player. I told people that when Jimmy Butler came here, they said it was a start. It was a buildup. 
I never, uh, you know, it's not that I didn't think Elton Brand was behind this, but I, I just believe that the credit really goes more to our ownership. I, Mr. Harris has been really, he has had a plan. And, you know, I, I've always listened to that plan, and that plan was is this team needs to get better. This city wants a championship. They're hungry for one. But, you know, you, you, when you look at that Sports Illustrated picture, you think you're turning back the clock of Moses Malone. That team was completely different than what we have now. Yeah. They needed that one piece. And when Moses came from Houston, you had Julius and Mo and Tony and Bobby Jones. You had that. Uh, you, you needed that one type of guy. Yeah. And, the, and because I remember the Sixers weren't getting it from the center position between Quadwell Jones right. and Daryl Dawkins. They yeah. just weren't getting that player. And then yeah, but that was, and again, like you said, you needed that one guy. Now you need another guy in this, in this team. Jimmy Butler, again, it's Jimmy and Joel and, uh, and you know, and, and, and Ben, but that's not enough. That's not enough. I, I, I'm wondering about this team in a sense that. Um, They've, so much has been made about Ben Simmons and his jump shot. Does does he really need to have a jump shot, or is he? I mean, is that is that a work in progress with him? I mean, does he really need one? You or? know what? I, I I happen to have a very good friend of mine, Herb McGee, and I'm wondering again. I, I think Herb said something to me about, or when we were at a clinic, he mentioned that he was working on Simmons' shot. I, I don't really know for sure how much he's tried to develop Ben. I don't even know how often Ben goes to see him. But you look at Ben's uh, rotation when he shoots foul shots, and it, it, it's it's funny because I've, I've watched him since he was in high school. Right. I don't think there was a better player I ever saw. 14 right. years I've been doing high school, I've never seen a guy that, that could play like he could. It was like watching Magic Johnson. The way he played in the national title game at Madison Square Garden, he was NBA ready. I know it's a big transition from high school, and, and again, he went to LSU. He would have been going pro if they had had that uh, from high school to the NBA. This guy was NBA ready. Right. But as far as his shot selection goes, it's really not, it's unusual for me because it's not the same Ben Simmons. It's a different Ben Simmons that I saw in high school. It's right. not the same Ben Simmons like he is in the NBA. He's still able to run the floor, yes, but it's a little weird because he was actually a decent foul shooter. Yeah, and, and the thing is, sometimes, a lot, there are times when I feel like Simmons doesn't take, there are times where, I mean, he, the guy's probably one of the most unselfish players yeah, that, that I've is. ever seen, but there are times when he, you know, when that jump shot, when that dunk is open, when that layup is open, take it, you know? I, yeah, I agree with that. And I like to see him, I just like to see him work on that, you know, work on that aggressiveness, work on that, you know, just, there are times when I think a good point guard takes over the scoring for that team, and um, I would, and that's why I'm kind of concerned about the, the the jump shot because I think that you need, you know, I, like I say, we've seen it. If you watch, if you watch enough basketball, much sure. basketball as we all watch, there are times when that point guard has to be the quarterback. I mean, he's he has to be that quarterback that goes out of the pocket and just. And we've seen that a bunch of times with different point guards. I've seen that a lot with Chris Paul. I tell right. people that. Chris Paul is the best point guard in the NBA right now because of his IQ and being a really good floor general. You need that type of point guard that has that type of IQ and somebody who's able to pass well and, and, and really run that floor. I saw that a lot with uh, John Stockton with the Jazz because of how smart he was. One-handed type passes. He was an expert on the give and go. You need that uh, IQ type of ability that's going to help you win games. Right. So when, when it comes down to, to get the Sixers getting another piece, what kind of a, what kind of a piece should they get? Should the Sixers get? Should it be like is it like another uh, uh, another small forward who can score? Could it be another backup point guard who can also I think defend? they need a point guard. I, I don't really uh, know what other options you have because I still don't consider Ben Simmons to be a point guard. You need a little point guard, someone who's like six three or six four. Simmons is a forward. He's built like a forward. He's 6'7 or 6'6, I believe. Yeah. No, 6'9. I'm sorry. Six, nine. He's 6'9. And he should be playing more of a forward. They, they can't play him as a guard. A point guard is somebody who's 6'4 or less. That's really? what you see in Muggsy Bogues. You saw that with Earl Boykins. Yeah. You saw that with John Stockton. You saw that with John Starks. Right. You saw that with Mark Jackson. You, you know, 
those were the type of players that were the true point guards of basketball. Steve Nash, 6'2", 6'3". Right, right. And they, and, they, and, they, and they all had the ability to score to score the basketball when they needed to, right? Even Doncic is about 6'3". Uh, yeah. So you believe that you believe in the old traditional 6'4". Of six, course. Six foot four, Absolutely. You know, the guys like, well... And they need to use MB more as a center. They need to use Simmons more as a forward. Jimmy is a three. Right. And then you have to have that other two guard. And I don't really know who's the other... Because I really haven't had a chance to watch much of the Sixers. I mean, I'm still following them here right. and there, but I don't get to... Uh, they need somebody other than... I mean, they got J.J. Redick in yes, the starting Yes, I was just line. about to say, and, J.J. And, and, J.J.'s the two-guard. That's right. He, he's the two-guard. He can score. But J.J. is really that... He's the three-point he, specialist. He's the three-point specialist. No doubt about it. He's not, you know, in my opinion, he's not that guy who's going to... Who's going to basically... You do need that point guard. Yeah, yeah. So you need a point guard, and preferably a point guard that can score. So um, so how, how far are we? Are we, are we? are we about to go to break? Well, one minute to the break. Okay, so when we come back... Now, I want you... To, we're going to change gears because you're an expert. To you like you watch you, Don Hunt, and a lot of people. And I'm going to have him on, you know, you know, at some point. I, I hope want so. to know who, who, who the top high school prospects that are in this town. And uh, just to find out who, who's going to go. Who could, is anyone in, in this area could go pro? So we'll, we'll deal with that when we come back. Sure. And so you're listening to 96.1 FM WRD and 900 AM WRD Black Talk Media. The Chris Murray Report will be right back. Open enrollment for individual health insurance ends December 15th. This year, you may have more choices. And if you're battling addiction, make sure you buy a plan that guarantees coverage for substance use disorder, mental health, prescriptions, and pre-existing conditions. If you want to learn more about health insurance, need help signing up, or have questions about financial assistance, visit insurance.pa.gov. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Looking for addiction resources? Call 1-800-662-HELP to reach PA Get Help Now. Are you looking for parkas, art, and snacks after dark? Discover an inspired contemporary shopping and dining experience open to all. Shop Penn features more than 75 carefully curated stores and eateries spanning 10 city blocks in University City. Get your groove on with an arts and culture crawl, watch a show, attend a book reading, or screen a film, go museum hopping, or stroll along this urban oasis for its architecture and outdoor sculpture. Explore the Shop Penn experience by visiting shops at penn.com or check out social for the latest happenings. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know, like a a sex machine, man, moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up, get up, get on up, stay on the scene, get on up. No, Chris Murray is not going to shake his money maker. No, I, would hope, I would hope not. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> so, but it is still Jay. It's the Godfather. It's Come the on, Godfather. you can't go wrong with the Godfather of Soul. No, no, you can't. Can't go wrong. With the Godfather. Can't. No, no, no. All right. So, um, top high school basketball prospects in this area. You know who who can who can uh, just just kind of tell me who's out there. I don't know who's out there. That's why I'm, at, I'm yes. asking. I'm going to be asking everybody around all, all our favorite high school sports people and all that. So, who do you see out there from this area that's going to, that, that that everybody's talking about that's generating a lot of buzz not only around here but around the country? Well, first of all, um, yeah, there's so much talent that that I've been seeing over the last couple of months and really over the last couple of years. It's hard to say whether or not any of them are professionals. Right now, we've got uh, some kids that we have, we have a guy that's out in Huntington, West Virginia, by the name of A.J. Hogard. Right. He is a class of 2020 player, uh, good upside. He's a point guard. He's a, like more of a two guard, runs the floor well, good defensive player. He did. He came from Archbishop Carroll, okay. where he played uh, – two years for that school and he plays for a good friend of mine named Arkel Bruce and Arkel has really transitioned him into a more scoring type uh, person he is getting hev- heavily looks from DePaul I think I he attended one of the I think it was Kentucky's Midnight Madness I mean he's starting to get more you know looks and then you had a guy who we thought was going to transfer out to Oak Hill Academy in Virginia Lynn Greer and those of you who I know you probably know who he is he is the son of former Temple 
a great Lynn Greer uh, wow. Jr. Yes, Lynn Greer the third. His uh, grandfather is Lynn Greer Senior, who was a high school and uh, high school legend himself. Lynn was supposed to go out to Virginia. He plays out. He's now back home at Roman Catholic, and I will see them sometime uh, this season. I'm actually going to see them in Washington, where I will be announcing the National Hoops Fest Challenge at DeMatha, which I know is out your way. Yeah. DeMatha Catholic, which Roman will have uh, two games they will face, uh, I think, Archbishop Carroll of Washington right. on Saturday. And then they will wrap up the event on the final day against nationally ranked Amatha. So it should be interesting. They've got probably, and I know we talked about this on the phone, probably a top five ninth grader. They have Jayla Duran, 6'8". They have wow. a 6'2 freshman, Justice Williams, runs the floor, good defensive player, could really learn a lot. I think Lynn coming back could actually help Justice because Lynn can take him under his wing. Right. I didn't understand why Lynn had left. I, I never figured it out because Lynn was – Roman's going to be a national team regardless. Right. And you've got them playing a national schedule. Roman has – Six players that could all go Division One. Well, I'd say about five. But they have they already have two committed. They have Akeem Hart, who's a six six guard going to St. Joe's, and a six eight forward named Seth Lundy going to Penn State. Yeah, I and and they also and there's a kid from Mhotep, uh, Dante Scott. That's is correct. He, is he headed to Maryland? That is correct. He's headed to Maryland. So there's actually and, and um, we can talk about that in a few seconds. But I think everybody knows that the Catholic League is is such a powerhouse. It gets so much recognition in our city. Don and guys like Al Rubin and Norm Evanson and Chick Gillespie, who are, like me, are constantly going to different high school games. And I also want to mention uh, a guy who had a really good website called City of Basketball Love, Josh Verlin. And, and Josh has been a friend of mine for over seven years. And right. unfortunately, due to uh, personal issues, had to, decided to just kind of take a break uh, kind of give the website uh, some time off right. while he just continues to, I guess, recover from, you know, it's, again, it's just stuff I really just don't want to mention. But but Josh was somebody who who had the opportunity to run a recruiting service. He, he um, you know, he always took scores of high school and colleges. And he also, at one time, I believe he formed an alliance with the Inquirer. So right. he went to Joe Giuliano and Mike Jensen and Mark Narducci and, uh, Mike Kern and, and went to all of them and told them the players that they should be looking at. And, you know, people like him, they, they deserve the credit they're getting. And I mean, he would have been there for, for Dante Scott. I mean, uh, um, Dante is is a really skilled player. But we as we go back to the Catholic League, we've got the Catholic League Player of the Year from New Jersey by the name of Isaiah Wong, a 6'4", 6'5", going to Miami, wow. where he'll do very well for Jim Laranaga. We have uh, Tyreek Ingram, who's 6'9", getting heavily recruited. Uh, there's uh, Tyrese Watson. And anybody who knows Tyrese is a 6'3", guard, is the younger brother of the all-time leading scorer or assist leader in the history of Creighton basketball, Mo Watson from oh, Boys Latin. Wow. Doo-wop. Wow. That's, a, that's interesting. But that's just the beginning wow. because we have a great slew of Catholic, of Catholic schools. Yeah, I was going to say the Catholic, so you're saying the Catholic League is going to be big, going to be pretty big this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. And it has, the- it has been for the last, since I've been in the business 14 years, I've never seen a league. It's actually gotten better the last probably three or four years. How good is this Roman Catholic team? How, how well, you mentioned all the prospects. Well, I saw them, um, I saw them at team camp. And I'm going to see them, like I said, in December. But, I mean, there isn't anything I haven't seen about them that hasn't changed. I I don't know if they – I think because they were missing Seth because of injury. Uh-huh. And Seth is expected to make a full recovery. I mean, I've seen Seth enough since his freshman year. I believe this Roman team is as dominant a program as there is with Jalen and Justice. It could be a rematch last year between Roman and Bonner. It was a high-stakes game. And the thing I love about the Catholic League is you win those three or four games, you play your Final Four and the championship. So, you know, anybody that's a basketball fan here in Philadelphia, February, I think, 25th and 28th 
are the two biggest days of the year for us because that's the semifinals. And then we have the finals on that Monday. And everybody in the city shows up. Anybody that's a basketball fan. Yeah. Now, is there like a, you know, is there like a city title in a D.C. We had a city title. A city title. We used to, we, I think we're still kind of doing the city championship. I remember a few years ago I was announcing when we had the pub versus Catholic champion. The problem is any of the teams that win it, because Imhotep's won it each of the last like six, maybe seven straight years. They have been the most dominant school in the public league. But let me just say that um, we've got some other good schools that are going to be competing to go down to the Palestra, and that's LaSalle. We've got Zach Chrysler, 6'8", 6'9", going to Rice. We've got Conrad Kishka, 6'7", from Jersey, going to Princeton. We've got Archbishop Wood, who has had, uh, really has, I guess you could say has has come a long way. I mean, this team was sort of at the bottom of the barrel. And then John Mosco, who for 16 years was an assistant coach to Carl Aragale. And anybody who knows Carl knows that he's had great players in the 20 years he's been a coach from Rick Jackson, Scoop Jardine, DJ Rivera. He just just, uh, got Quade Green, who's now over at Kentucky, who's – getting some time there's still questions going around whether or not he's staying you know that i can't answer uh speaking of newman should be decent this year their guard play chris eggs is going to rider he's about six foot three six foot four hakeem bird is an up-and-coming uh, guard uh, i just saw them actually along with uh with wood who also has a dynamic backcourt of sophomores rasul dagan six two jalen stinson six one Rob Jackson, 6'5", Deshaun Shepard, 6'4". So let me ask you this question, because every every city, every little, every little metropolitan area has one guy that everybody wants. Yes. And this, you know, whether it's Philly, Baltimore, D.C., New York, they all, there's always a one Who Who's the most sought-after guy coming out of high school this year? Well— that, that's the thing. We can't really say that there's a lot of them. I mean, we have a guy from Abington High School. Eric Dixon's committed to Villanova. We have Naeem McLeod. He's 7'2". He's going to Florida right. State. We have Dante Scott. He's going to Maryland. We have Damir Bishop. He's going to Xavier. There's so many there's different so athletes. There's so much talent there here. There is. I mean, there's, there's so much there's, there's course, just, obviously. I, I think the best, I think for this class in 2019, I think it's anybody's uh, ball game. Last year, I think the best or one of the best players we had was Cam Reddish, who's about to go pro from Westtown. Now plays with that big three with Zion and, and R.J. Uh, Barrett. I, I mean, it's it's incredible the talent that we have in this city. And people, I feel like Philly doesn't get enough pub because, you know, well, it, it's the most talked about city of history of basketball. You got to think Wilt. You got to yeah. think Eggie Tillman. You got to think Gene Banks. Yeah. You, you know, and two of the biggest uh, gurus, Sonny Hill, will tell will will tell us that. Sonny will mention that, and right. you know, it, it, it's such a this is such a rich history of basketball. Yeah, and the same thing is, you know, for for me doing the show here, I one of the things I kind of regret that because I because I work I work all over the place. Yes, you, you know, do, and. You know, I would like to kind of incorporate high schools, you know, some of the high schools. Um, hopefully, I'm going to probably talk to some of the people at the, yeah. at the school systems and all that. I would love to just to talk about that for, you know, just the weeks. But I like to come out and watch. I want to come out and see and, yeah, if I can. And, and we have December 7th. Uh, we'll have a slew of games, including right. the All-City Classic, I believe, which yeah. is a great tradition where we'll have I th- I'm not sure exactly off the top of my head who's playing yet right but we're going to have some good matchups and I think later down the road in December we'll have Philly versus everybody we've had that uh, Charles Monroe who's run that event for right. the last probably three or four years but every year he runs the All City Classic where it's Philly versus Philly we go grade by grade we also have Philly New York uh, this year, I was one of uh, many people that made the trip out there. Right. With the, We took the team bus out there and actually went on Facebook Live and just interviewed everybody. I mean, right. I had Pee Wee uh, Kirkland, the Harlem legend. I had... Uh, I, I almost got Tiny Archibald, but he had wow. just walked out, actually. The game wow. was actually at St. Raymond's. But the tradition of Philadelphia basketball probably goes back almost 70 to 80 years. No doubt. No of, doubt of about great, it. 
uh, excellence. And to us, the Catholic, the public, the suburban one, the Interact, the Friends League, the Central League, there's just there's so much you can talk about. I mean, there's so much you can say. Right. Right, because, you, know, you know, I started, you know, when I was young, I heard about a lot of the guys, like I say, Mo Howard, some of the guys of course. that came, you know. Sure. I, I remember a lot of Philly guys, like Reggie Jackson, who came down oh, from yeah. Maryland and all that. Oh, and yeah. I've always, I've always thought that if That's he, it, Reggie Jackson Roman? I didn't know he was from Maryland. No, he was not from Maryland. He went to Maryland. He went to the University of Maryland. Oh, right, 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 He right. was a guard. He was a shooting. Yeah. They, 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 Lefty Giselle tried to turn him into a point guard. And I always thought that that guy was better as a shooting guard. And he wasn't. Yes. He wasn't the best. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I, it's a funny thing. I'm not a fan of when coaches try to turn guys. Yeah, into, they they do that. I feel like they try to transition from a guard into a forward. And I and, and I'm I'm interested to see what Jay's going to do with with Eric Dixon. I mean, this is probably one of the highest. Excuse me, probably one of the highest recruits of suburban one that Jay has had in a long time. Jay Wright at Villanova. Jay Wright at Villanova. That is correct. I mean, with uh, Eric transitioning, he'll probably end up playing a guard. I think Jay's going to try to change him from a forward into a guard. So I'm kind of interested to to see how that is going to turn out. He is 6'9", but he does shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, that's interesting about Jay Wright. Jay Wright has these teams (laughs) and he's won national. I can't, you can't criticize. Two national titles. You can't go against that. And this guy has like one point guard he's got he has like four guard he runs almost a four guard offense well, it's one, guard you. That's the theme. Yeah, guard you at Villanova. Guard you. Well, Jay, I gotta say thank you, and and, and I'm gonna like I say one of the things I think I want to have you and Don kind of break this down for yeah, me and sure. and uh, just talk about the high schools because I think for a show like this being on Saturdays and yep. stuff. But before before I go though, and I'll make this as quick as I can, the public league should be very decent again, and you know I want to congratulate all the recruits uh, that just uh, signed in the pub. I mean Dante Scott and. And Damir Bishop and Sharif Knox. I, I don't know if he has signed yet, but you know, Imhotep should be the heavy favorites uh, to right. win the public league again. Uh, uh, Khalil Turner just signed with Ryder. Sankofa should be a decent team. Math, Civics, and Science. Constitution is going to be decent, and Martin Luther King. So again, all in all. You know, December seventh. Uh, that's that's the first day of high school basketball. So, we're 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 ready to go, and we wish it could be now. Thank you, thank. And I want to say, people in the community, go out, please support these kids. Go out there, watch them play girls basketball as well, and uh, boys. But all all, go out there and support our kids. So, you're listening to ninety six point one FMWURD and nine hundred AMWURD, and the Chris Murray Report will be right back. Thanks, Chris. Feel confident thank about you, your man. Medicare with Keystone Six. Basic RX HMO. You'll have $0 premium, $0 copay, and $0 deductible, plus access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region. Get the coverage you deserve with Independence Blue Cross. Visit ibxmedicare.com. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. Benefits underwritten by Keystone Health Plan East, a subsidiary of Independence Blue Cross, independent licensees of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Philadelphia. It's all about soul. Celebrating 25 years. The Universe Soul Circuit. I'm glad to be a part of history. We took the best of 25 years and put it in one show. It's a lot more. It's a lot of action. It's a lot of culture. Philly, the wait is over. We're here playing through December 2nd. And we're live at Fairmount Park. Tickets online at Ticketmaster for 25 years. It's the best circus ever. Yay. Yay. Real ID is coming. Are you ready? Real ID is a federal requirement that affects how all states issue driver's licenses and ID cards. After October 1, 2020, you will need a Real ID or another TSA-approved form of ID to board all flights or enter federal facilities that require ID. Real IDs will be available in spring 2019, but you can pre-verify now. It's easy. Learn how at pen.gov slash Real ID. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Celebrating 15 years as the voice of the community. This is Word Radio, 96.1 FM WURD and 900 AM WURD. Philadelphia, Black Talk Media.
are back. I'm uh, waiting for my man Andrew Rosario to give me a call. Um, he's going. He covers the New York Giants, and I and I, we gotta get. In other words, we have to show equal time for the enemy. No, we don't. But um, but no. But in this situation, we're going to get uh, Andrew to talk to come on and talk about uh, to talk about the uh, to talk about the Giants and uh, the New York Giants are under the according to Odell Beckham. Uh, according to Odell Beckham, you know, the Giants still have a shot. And technically, they do have a shot given, you know, given the weakness of the NFC East. And uh, by the way, I want to, shout, I want to thank my man, um, uh, Jacob Schwartz, for being on with us. And, um, you know, and, and, I, and I want to say at some point, I am going to be, I like to bring on come high school players in this area because I want to get give them some, you know, give them some room to promote themselves and to talk about what they're doing around the area. But going back to the Eagles-Giants game tomorrow, which is an important game, really, really for both teams, if they have any slither of hope. 